Music so hot, you gotta listen naked. Zodiac. What up, what up, what up, y'all? I am your host, Young Smooth. And once again, you are back at another episode of Kicking It With Young Smooth. The podcast where we go over a lot of stuff over here. You know what I'm saying? We go over the the uh, pop culture, which we've been quarantined. So, well, I'm going to ask a question about that in a second. Uh, we've been quarantined, so there's really not a whole lot going on because niggas ain't out in these streets, allegedly, until we get to some of these other topics. Um... And, you know, we go over life shit. Um, we go over some of my favorite albums. So this is the podcast where you want to be, where you need to be. So don't forget you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, Spotify, and also the YouTube page, which is the Kicking It With Young Smooth podcast page. Um, I had some really dope interviews. Once again, want to shout out Singleton Newman. Thank you so much. She is the uh, social media marketing director. Um, so definitely check her out. And she's just a maverick and a maven and uh, all around great entrepreneur. Um, also, shout out to my man, Dot. Um, from Montego Clothing Brand. I'm going to try to set up some more interviews. Um, that one did not go as well. It was a lot of lag in the connection. Hopefully we got some good information out. Me and Doc will probably reschedule another interview really soon. Um, so I hope you guys get a chance to do that. And I hope you're liking those. So make sure y'all click like, subscribe, and share. I really would appreciate it. Um, and also thank you all in this quarantine for the numbers of 
continuously listening to the show, listening to the old shows, listening to the new shows. I really, really, really appreciate it. Like, super, super dumb humble. I really can't say much else other than that. Um, but, and you may hear my mouse click quite frequently. I realize that that is a thing, but, um, I'm making sure just to track this as we go by. And forgive me if I sound stuffed up because this pollen out here ain't no joke. It's all over my car. It's everywhere. And I'm, I'm over it. I'm, I'm so over it at this point. Um, okay. So did you get the kick that lyric from last week? If you did, um, kudos to you because that one was a different one, but it was very easy after a while. You could definitely tell who this was. The iconic, the legendary, little Kim the Queen Bee. You feel me? With the Beehive. That song was one of my favorite songs. It was off of the La Bella Mafia soundtrack and or soundtrack. The Be- La Bella Mafia album. Um it it just it was it was one of those posse tracks, and I love a good posse track where it's like mad people on it. And a lot of those niggas you didn't know, and this is like all before she got locked up. And that that album was actually a dope ass album going back into it. Um that was I think the first time I wanna say the first time that she had gotten like the five stars in the in the source or whatever and um and it was one of the first times that maybe a female rapper had gotten like five stars, five mics. I'm sorry, not even stars, five mics in the source. So, you know, kudos to Kim. Now we have a new kick that lyric. Okay. Now this one is going to, I'm going to give you the clues, but I think I'm going to give you the clues after. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and say this all up in the kings of the English. <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> we make moves in stage coaches, diggers like the roaches. If anyone approach us, we be like noches bueno, and I compose a poem for the many gun slingers, R&B singers, pretending guns with two fingers. My style is perhaps one of the phallus. I inhale large clouds of smoke through my chalice, bucking the stars, and writing rhymes for hours. The ghetto Missy drinking whiskey sour. But this scenario can't no other niggas in the barrio from Newark to Ontario. Um, oh shit, I just own place. Uh, bust us when we in stereo. Cause me and Rashida rock the battles. It's apparent you're no talent cause you're blazing in your saddle. Watch these rat bitches get all up in your pockets, then bounce with accountants. They give me good stock tips. Cause props is up, diggers through the roof. Burn niggas like I'm 90 proof. And for all the head beaters, the lead eaters, the cheaters, soon to be retreaters, while mama sitas carry real heaters, I rock the dubian and L rock the Nubian twist. Nine six motherfuckers getting diss. Okay, so clues real quick. This is definitely one of my 
favorite, favorite songs. I will say that this verse includes more than one person. Um, I will say that this, the, the verse itself includes more than one person. Um, if you watch our YouTube page, I will say one of the people that's in it is Cool Tone's favorite rapper. Um, favorite female rapper, I will say that. I will say that it is female. Um, because you heard the Mama see the part, so I guess you would only imagine. Um, then this group itself is uh, iconic. It's an iconic trio made up of three people. Um, two out of the three people have led very successful careers, but also the careers have dwindled very quickly. One has made a classic iconic album that has lasted for over 20 years. Um, one has become a major producer as well. Uh, that is in that group. So it's a little complicated, but this song in general, and I will say this to, to put it into perspective, this song uh, will remind you of a Western. Okay. So if you get that kick that lyric, hit me on any of the social media platforms, DM me. Um, what I want to try to do is I'm going to start doing giveaways for the correct answer or the first correct answers for this. So, you know, get your Googles out. Y'all can find this. This is not that hard. All right. So moving into the, the ratchet and ridiculous and, um, I don't even know if I want to call it that today because for real, for real, it is just, it's a lot. It's a lot. But before I get into that, I just wanted to, to take a moment to, um, besides thanking everyone for listening to the show because that is awesome and I really, really appreciate that. Um, really just wanted to thank everybody for giving me the time and the space to allow myself as a creative to be like, yo, let me take a break. Because all of this shit that's been going on, I'm just like, yo, I don't have the space. I don't have the energy. I don't have, I don't have the fortitude to sit out here and try to make good content. Like, I don't, I was just in my, in my shit for a whole week to physically watch the whole George Floyd situation, um, it made me angry and I just didn't want to get on here to rant and rave about it because it would have been on some fuck shit. And I, and I don't, I don't want to be that person to be like every white person is a bad person. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but, um, it, in the moment it made me have to look, it looked at my mortality, made me look at my mortality. Um, it made me look at me being a black man in the society um, it made me look at, it just made me look at a lot of different things. Um, it made me look at how underappreciated we are as a society. Um, it made me look at how undervalued we are. And then with everything that came behind it, it made me realize how strong we are as a people. Um, how our voices can affect change and how sometimes just primarily using your voices just ain't enough. It sometimes it's just not enough. Um the protest are were were a necessity. I don't care what nobody say about it. It was a necessity. It was it was a time that we had to say, look, 
I'm, we can't. We are tired. What I and I said something on the last late night show with Tone. Like, look, the or maybe I didn't. I might have been thinking it and didn't say it. One of the weirdest things, and this is an unpopular opinion, um, is this. So, white folk, y'all will go up and y'all will cape for an animal. Peter all day. You know what I'm saying to you? Oh, don't kill the animals. Don't use the animal products. This, that, and third. But yet, you ready to kill us in the streets like animals. And that was the feeling that I was having. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this is, this is ridiculous. Um, another thing real quick before I get into, um, the ratchet and ridiculous. We, yes, we must vote. But here's one thing that I had a thought about recently. I'm like, and me and Tom talked about this too. We talked about how you, we're forced, we're for, we, we as people, as black people, uh, we're forced to vote Democrat before we knew anything else. When we knew, when we turned 18, I knew that I know personally, and I, I'm not saying I can't speak for the whole black experience, but my black experience, I realized that I was told, yo, vote Democrat, we not voting Republican because Republican, they, they not, the, they not for us. I'm not saying I'm voting Republican, uh, either, but, there needs to be a new elective for this because Democrats ain't got our back like they say they do either. Um, also, I came to think that we don't know as much as about, about government as we possibly should. And on top of not knowing as, as much about government as we possibly should, I, I think there needs to be like a cliff note <laughs> Or some type of breakdown or something. And the reason why I say that is because on some realness, on some real, real shit, on a basic level, you can have all of these niggas go out there and vote. But the reality is they don't know what they're voting for. I can tell you that I have been at the booths and been like, bitch, we was talking about building a bridge. Like, I don't know what the fuck this means. You know what I mean? And I don't know who or what they really, really stand for. And it's always like, you know, everybody like, do your, do your research. Uh, I know y'all just heard my knuckles crack. Um, do your research and, and, and figure out, you know, what these people stand for. And that's all well and dandy. That is. Now, I, I, I'm gonna give you this. As a grown ass working man in this capitalistic society, I have to work eight to nine hours a day. Then on top of working all of these hours per day, I have to get to a point where um, I need to feed myself. I need to try to keep my mental health together. I need to um, work on, on things for this show or, or my next shows or, you know, just trying to make my dreams come true. In whatever creative space I'm trying to, I'm not. I, I'm say it. Shit, I, I don't always have time. I don't always have time to look at it. I, what I what I need is for people to, like the Bible say, write it down and make it plain. <laughs> because I don't have time. I need you to say, like I, if if any of this has taught us anything, it need to be like, look, make it plain. You don't fuck with me. You don't fuck with us. Okay. 
that is not who I'm voting for. But you know that no one will out and out say that because of the fact that dollar ain't going, it ain't, <laughs> it means so much to them. Nobody's going to be um, out and out racist. That shit ain't going to happen. Okay, cool. No problem. But I need for it to be clear. I am voting for this person because they stand on this issue. Um, so, you know, just like when you went to go vote and we went to go vote for Obama, I think most people focused and primarily focused on the fact Obama's name was in that ballot. That was it. That who it was. That was what it was. We was excited. You feel me? But you didn't re- realize that all of the other senates and other candidates that are under this could have been some fuck people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we just just write it down and make it plain. Like I just. I need it to be simplized, and I, I'm I'm sorry. I just don't have all of the education behind it to make that. I feel like I don't always have the the most educated decisions behind trying to make that happen, and I think that is what angers my soul more than anything. You know what I'm saying? So we just we just out here like, yo, I'm only vote. I'm voting for the main person because that's what I know. I'm not voting for anybody else because I, or either I'm not voting for anybody else. I'm leaving a blank or I'm sounding off on a decision in a split section in a split second because, oh, that sounds good. But we really don't know anything about it. So and then everybody's like, you know, vote in the primaries, vote in the primaries, which you should. But again, a lot of times people just regular everyday me being an everyday person. Sometimes I ain't got time for that. I really don't. I need you to write it down and say, yo, this man right here has been very clear on this is what he is going to do. These are the people that are backing him. So you can do this and that's block A. So if you choose block A, that's what's happening. If you choose block B, this person's taking a little money out from XYZ and they alright, but they ain't great. <laughs> block B, just make it plain. Because Troy don't have time. I am tired. I am tired. Um, so anyway, that is my my rant and rave about that. But moving on, in Ratchet and Ridiculous Corner, Jay Z calls Minnesota Governor Tim Walz uh, justice needs to be served. In the wake of the Minnesota police killing George Floyd, Jay Z is telling, sorry, is letting his voice be heard. The superstar called Minnesota Governor Tim Walz. To demand justice, Walls revealed the details of the phone call during a press conference. I received a call last night to understand how big this was from Jay-Z. Not international performer, but dad stressing to me that justice needs to be served. It was so incredibly human. It was a dad and I think, quite honestly, a black man whose visceral pain was visible. He was, His words summarized that justice needs to be served here and now. He said he feels the compassion and the humanity of these folks who are speaking. He knows the world is watching and how Minnesota handles this is going to have an impact across the country. It is a positive sign that someone of, a, of his stature... Um, is 
looking to move change forward. Makes sense. Um, Jay-Z has faced backlash in the recent handling of demonstrating of demonstrations against police brutality. Most notably, Jay is quoted for saying that we are past kneeling after announcing his new partnership with the NFL. Colin Kaepernick and other NFL uh, stars have begun kneeling to protest police brutality in 2016. It will be interesting to see if he will be able to garner support as a leader within the community during this time. What do you think? Okay. So, uh, my thoughts. <clears throat> I, I, I appreciate I'm all folding my arms like somebody falling and shit. Um, <laughs> y'all can't see that. I appreciate what Jay is doing. Um, I appreciate that Jay-Z, I've seen Beyonce speak up recently. Um, and we'll talk about Kanye West in a second. Um, I appreciate that they're, they're doing the right thing. I think that um, lyrically they have been saying a lot of this for a long time and we as black Americans have everyone's ear and now is the right way to do it I also think I don't know if that was that government I think it was I, I forgot I kind of saw a small clip of I think Tim Walsh doing the Cupid shuffle or the or the wobble whatever that that was that was that was bad. That was pretty bad. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I I realized that um, we I just had a thought. I'm sorry. We've done this quite a number of times, and I want celebrities to stick to being for the cause. And I don't think that Jay Z won't. Um, that's not what I'm saying. But I realized that. When it comes to major issues like that, that's what we do. We put celebrities in the forefront. And it's like, oh, well, what do you say, dude? Then we'll do it. You know what I'm saying? I think that we need to always look past this. And I think this moment right here is the, is the greatest moment right now. You feel me? Because right now what, we, what, we're, what we're saying is... Fuck a Democrat, fuck a Republican, fuck a celebrity. We need change at this moment and we need it right now. And we need to, we don't, we don't have time to wait on all of that. Um, I love them for rallying and, and getting it moving. But one of the things that was in that statement that was very clear is this. And this is, I took that, uh, that, that article from somewhere else. But one of the things that was very clear was this. Um, we focus on what, one, well, what one moment was at one point and lead that to part of our decision making. Like, is this a great thing that Jay-Z did it? Yes. But, oh, also over here, don't forget he had backlash for the last time and he works with the NFL. Like, we, why, why does that matter? Sometimes in a moment, in a moment like this, yo, what you doing now? What you doing in this moment? Oh yeah, that's what's counting. You know what I'm saying? So I, I and I think about it like this in in the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King was shaking hands with presidents, and and he was that leader. And when you look at it, it's Jay Z in the same way that that type of leader. Like yo, 
I got access. I got power. Let me use my access and power correctly and say, yo, look, I don't know what the fuck y'all going to do, but y'all got to cut this shit now <laughs> because you were dad of three. You know what I'm saying? So you have two daughters that have to come up in this and have to realize their strength as black women in, in this whole movement. Then you have a son that no matter what, it don't matter. It don't matter that, that your son, he's the son of Jay-Z. At the end of the day, sir, is still going to be a black man. And if we don't get a hold of this, there's, there's no future for him that, that can turn out positive. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I don't know what we need to do. I don't have the answers. I'm not going to sit here and tell y'all that I do. But what I do have the answer on is what we're doing right now, I am at it. I, I, I wish I could be more of an activist and be out there to protest like that. Um, but I balance a, a big duality between my job and, you know, doing the things that I do. Like, I really do balance a duality. But... Hell yeah, I'm here for it. Um, the the looting and rioting, that's another thing, which is not another topic that I didn't touch on. Um, I, I think that if it's since it was directed correctly, it made sense. You feel what I'm saying? So you like when they went in and they did like AutoZone and, uh, and Target, all of those things kind of made sense. They kind of went with exactly what happened. I mean, in every war, there are casualties. So, that's kind of where we are at this particular point. So, moving on in more news. Kanye West donates $2 million to families of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd. We always say that action speaks louder than words because we do have to roll our eyes at Kanye just a little bit. I'm sorry. We, we got to do it. Um, we're up to, like, I don't even know if it's day 10 or, like, day 20. Who knows? Um, so, of the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis uh, by Minneapolis cops, and Kanye West has been quiet, but it turns out Yeezy has been cutting checks. He reportedly has donated two million to the families of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd who are victims of this racist violence. According to TMZ, a Kanye West rep says that the the Jesus Walks rapper has donated $2 million to set up a college fund for the late George Floyd's daughter, Gianna, who is just six years old. Excuse me. Also, Yeezy has reportedly um, made donations to cover the legal costs of Aubrey and... Taylor for their families. West has also dropped coin on black businesses in his native Chicago uh, home as well as nationwide and have been affected that have been affected by the protests and rallies calling for justice and the end of police brutality. We can respect that. A number of artists, actors, and even hardworking civilians have been putting money up for the righteous cause tied to Black Black Lives Matter movement, or even just to support Black people in general, uh, I I'm, I'm proud of that though. Um, and moving into the article, 
uh, good on Kanye West, but we can't forget that the producer, rapper, designer, and ho- and a host of other titles is still a Trump supporter. Um, many remember back in 2005 when Kanye West famously said George Bush doesn't... <laughs> Sorry. George Bush doesn't care about, about black people in the wake of Hurricane Katrina on national television. So he loves so his love for the MAGA president a clear racist is uh vilified to many so uh, I don't know I, I don't know so this also becomes and this is why I gotta stop using certain articles cause that that became a whole thing like okay number one Kanye is um Kanye gonna be Kanye I am not caping for him but I do understand a few things um number one I get where his message is as Donald Trump as president. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get part of what he was saying. Um, you know, like, we shouldn't, we should, if we want that change, we need to be the change that we need to see, and we need to show love all the way around. I kind of felt like that was part of it. Um, if I'm wrong, so be it. If y'all feel a certain kind of way, you know, don't chop my head off. I'm just saying. Um, secondly, I think that what he's doing was notable and admirable. Um, I think that it was a great thing because it was one of the things that wasn't televised. It wasn't a big thing. It was like, yo, let me just do this. I'm going to kind of do it in a cut. TMZ did their thing, whatever, whatever. But it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, he not out here trying to make a spectacle of it. He's like, yo, I'm just trying to do the right thing. I don't think that... Um, I don't think that Kanye is completely gone. I think that we vilify him because of the fact that it's like, yo, you're doing a lot of fuck shit. We ain't really here for this. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. And that's, and that's just the way that we as people feel. Like, you spit a lot of rhetoric. You have a lot of things that you say that just don't... They don't feel right. They don't sit right with a lot of people's souls. But Kanye's always been the person to push the envelope. You know what I'm saying? To you that, but because, and the fact that he's giving the money, you know what I'm saying to you, it wasn't like he had to be told, it wasn't like we had to ask where his voice was sometimes just in in what's right and what's wrong people will do, can do the right thing um, I don't, I'm not gonna count Kanye completely out, however I am, I, I do have to watch you with a fisheye lens though sir, cause you, you, you do a lot of shit that I just I ain't fool <laughs> okay you got a lot of fuck shit going on with you, so I'll be like, oh, you got let me let me look at that. I don't know what I don't know what that is. Um, and moving on, because again, we just clearly can't move past this because news has not been nothing but this. Uh, independent autopsy of George Floyd uh, finds his death was a homicide, of course, as we all know. And we have these protesters that are calling for peace. Um, one of the things I don't even really want to read that article, but one of the things that also made me think was like, you know, we, I'm glad that we went this far to get an autopsy, um, report 
for it because and it had to be an independent one that wasn't one that was done by the police because of the fact that we had to say yo (laughs) we need to know the truth or we don't want you to spin this narrative into some some fuck shit because that is what it is now with all of these stories and everything that I've just done and everything I just talked about I am exhausted though for real I am truly exhausted that I can't turn on my TV and not hear everything that's going on Um, I'm truly exhausted at the fact that turning on TV is one thing but and, and having it on CNN that's one thing but on some real shit Another thing is to go to your regular local stations and still can't get past it. I looked at BBC just to be like, damn, let me see what the hell going on the other side of the country. And you still can't get past any of this. It is great that it is being televised and people are like, yo, this is not just a black thing. This is a global thing. And we need to... I watch. Hopefully don't go off. It will. And we need to address it as such you know we don't got time to play around no more we don't have time to sit around um i remember that they were like for a long time the the revolution won't be televised well nope that's a whole new thing it is televised it is in your face um but what i do think is that with it being so in your face like that um you do need to take the moments to decompress. We also need to make sure that if we are organizing and rallying for some, something, that what we are organizing and rallying for makes sense. Just like with the Blackout Tuesday situation. Um, I don't quite know. Make it make sense. I always say this right now. Make it make sense. I just didn't know what we was doing doing what the hashtags were for like if we wake up with a clear concise idea and this is what we going to do and this is what we rallying for whether it was to you know black out all of your photos i mean um, your your main um photo to add just a black post for the day and not, and not post anymore like i don't know i really just didn't know what it was what it was for. I knew what it meant and what it represented in solidarity for us to show that yo, we don't we we not streaming nothing. We don't need we don't need y'all for any of those things. Um I do think that uh Tone and I really brought up a couple of really good points. Like the economy will grow again, but what we are saying as people is that it's not gonna grow on our dollar if we continuously have these things happen. Bottom line. Like I'm not supporting it. And I have always. And I'm not not toot my own horn. I have always wanted to support black first. And I have for a lot of shit. But I ain't going to sit here and lie to y'all. And say that I ain't got no white shit. I ain't going to be able to do it. I ain't going to sit here and tell you. That I don't have something that. <laughs> ain't all black. Um, but I love the thought. Of supporting us first. You know what I'm saying? Like I've always um, grown up seeing those images. Um, like my movie going experience for quite a while. 
um, when you get the era of like Spike Lee and so on and so forth, and then you get like our what I call a small black renaissance at the time where there was an insurgence of just great black films and um, so many black actors. I went to go see movies. I watch movies specifically because there are black actors in it. Good, bad, or indifferent. Like, that is my level of support. That is where you'll get the black... Like, yo, I went to go see Us, whether... It was very confusing for a lot of people. But I went to go see Us strictly on the fact of Jordan Peele being black, being the black director. That was the same reason I went to go see Get Out. Um... You know, prior to and then anything else before that, I like I love being able to see our narrative. You know what I'm saying? So you, I, I got a chance to watch New Jack City when I was younger, when I probably shouldn't have been watching shit. But I love those narratives, and those are the movies and things that I archive to this day. Um, I love being able to support Black brands, and you guys have seen some of those on my Instagram page. You know, as far as like Montego with the mask and the T-shirts and Unknown Vision clothing. You know what I'm saying with the the sweatshirt that I absolutely love. Can't wait to wear that next fall. But um, all in all, those are the things that I love to do. I love to be able to support us. In the second breath of all of that, real quick before we get back into the ratio of ridiculous and start wrapping up. I said this on the show and I mean it. Part of what we do need to do, and this is my opinion, please do not chop my head off for it. I'm just thinking. Part of what we need to do is that we need to take what we know and turn that into um turn that into gold. Shit. I am tired of the narrative of it uh, of us being not on time, our product not being great, us not can't like, yo, if you want to do something, take the research to do it and then implement it and then make it great. Let's not just jump out there with, oh, I got a hair care product, but you don't know what goes into the hair care line. Let's not just jump out there with, oh, I got, you know, I got some good soul food or some food, but you got hella salt in your shit and, you know, you're not taking the time to really understand what culinary things mean um now and that's another thing there are some amazing black chefs out there you know what i'm saying to you so we do a lot it's just about supporting it you know what i'm saying and then let's not let's stop with this cut aside deal shit like uh your price a little steep the price is steep because number one you won't support it number two not only is the price more expensive because it is black black owned, but you got to think about the work that they put into it. You know what I'm saying to you? Like, oh, when I bought the the mask and the shirt, and I'm sorry, the sweatshirt, I asked for no deal. I ain't cut no deal. And as a matter of fact, until I had my coins ready versus everything else that I had to do, I said, yo, hold up. I'm going to get at you as soon as I got my money right. Because... All it is, let's cut a deal, let's slide a deal. Nah, we don't slide deals when it comes to the white folk. You don't slide, there is no slide a deal at the Louis Vuitton store, at the Gucci store. Like, ain't no slide a deal. It's, yo, this bag is $1,400, $1, this bag is $1,400, $1, which you one did. You know what I'm saying to you? But with us, it's always this, 
ah, let me, ah, let me, let me, let me get that side hustle short. Let me, let me, let me, let me, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm black, I'm black, you black, like we black, like fit. what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? You know what I'm saying to you? And that, and it go, it goes for a lot of everything. Like I even go, I even go as hard as to say like interviews and podcasts, like, for what I am choosing to do, I appreciate the exposure and trying to get the exposure to everybody. But please allow me to have like when I do interviews and I talk to people, I have at least done some research or know something or have listened to the music. Don't be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm your fam or you know what I'm saying, we cool, da da da. Yo, the cool homeboy hookup shit, that shit is dead. Like, nobody wants to sit out this bitch and not get paid for what they do. And nobody wants to sit out this bitch and not be compensated. Like, who the fuck? Why are we doing this? Why do we continue to do this shit? Like, that shit is so trash, bruh. That shit is so trash. If you ain't got it to give, that's fine. But you can support in a number of other ways. Like, for instance, if you ain't got it to give or you don't feel that confident in that product, you can still say, yo... I haven't tried this product yet, but, you know, here's somebody I think that maybe you guys might like. Repost their shit. Put it on it on your social media. You know what I'm saying to you? Like, help black businesses out. Now, I can't help everybody that wants to sell me no goddamn eyelashes because I don't understand why the fuck that always is the case on my Instagram. But it is what it is. And I will say, um, I'm going to tell you how I even still supported the Black Dollar. <clears throat> Excuse me. The logo, the logo for the show. <laughs> the guy that did the logo was in California, and he's black. You know what I'm saying? And I made sure that now I personally, I personally could not go through everybody that was on Instagram because there's way too many Instagram scams. You know what I'm saying? To you, and I needed something to at least feel as though my money was backed up. So I went on, and this is not a sponsor, but hopefully will be. Um, I went on Fiverr. You feel what I'm saying to you? And got a chance to um, really communicate with this person. They were super professional. They got what I wanted. They they did my vision. And I changed my vision in like a quick second. And he didn't argue about it. You know what I'm saying? He laughed. He joked about it. And to be honest with you, there are two formats. There's a format with the mask, with the Louis Vuitton mask that he added. And I didn't ask for. You feel what I'm saying to you? So I got more for my money than what I expected. And I still got a deal because Wikibuy cut me a deal, which was on my platform. So I'm sorry, not on my platform, but it was on my um my website. So I was very, very happy to do that business and everybody sees it. You guys get a chance to see it every week. I get tons of uh DMs and, and emails about like, hey, you know, where'd you get your logo? This, that, and the third. And that is called supporting black business and putting, you know, black business back in the circulation. Um, moving on into Ratchet and Ridiculousness. Uh, not Ratchet and Ridiculous, but just a real quick note. Uh, Wu-Tang, the saga continues concert is going to be moved to October 22nd, 2020. So if you had your tickets originally for it and in light of the whole pandemic, they are honoring them. They did honor it until May 1st. Um, so just make sure that you, if you've gone back to whoever you bought the tickets from, they will honor the refund. However, now that we are past May, I don't know if they're going to still honor them refunds. So, you know, make sure y'all check on that. But the saga continues. I don't know. It's going to be dope. 
I went to the the Raekwon and Ghostface concert, and that shit was everything. So I can only imagine. Um, and lastly, we gonna get into Ratchet because ain't shit else been happening. But <laughs> damn it, I knew this watch was still on. Uh, Faith Evans arrested on domestic violence charges after allegedly attacking Stevie J. I'm gonna be a headline whore right now. I'm gonna just go ahead and be a headline whore. And I ain't even gonna go into this. Because I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Because Stevie J is a caricature of himself. I believe that, um, he, I believe he loved Faith, but I believe that he's not too removed from the Stevie that we once knew. Um, I do hope <laughs> that their relationship get better. I won't know because I don't watch Love and Hip Hop no more. So I don't really know what to tell y'all, but I saw this story and was like, hmm, why is this, why is this not a surprise to me at all? At all. Um, I hope Faith finds love. I hope they work it out. You know, black love. Black love matters too. So, I hope that they work this shit out. I don't have time for it. I'm sorry. I will not be participating in it. Okay. So, that will conclude the Ratchet and Ridiculous Corner. But, y'all know what time it is. You hear that sound? Mmm. That is the sound of an album. It still smells like an amazing album. Um, this album, this, this one right here, I had to dig in the archives for, but I'm going to tell you all some funny shit that's on this album cover too. Um, but the album that I am reviewing today is... DMX, flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. What? Yo, let me tell y'all something. I can't wait to get into this because this one was really, really good. And I did not realize how good it was until I was like enthralled in this and listening to it. And actually, I might be bumping this tomorrow morning when I go to work. I just thought about it like this gonna be my nigga ride up like I mm. alright Flesh of My Flesh Blood of My Blood 1998 <sighs> Bruh I was like in my sophomore year oh that was great of, of high school it was good anyway Flesh of My Flesh Blood of My Blood is the second studio album by American rapper DMX. The album was released on December 22nd, 1998, a little more than seven months after his debut album, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. It entered the charts at number one with over 670,000 units shipped in the first week. The album eventually went three times platinum in the U.S. He is the second rapper to have two albums released in the same calendar year, debut at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200s. The first being Tupac with All Eyes on Me and The Don Don Caluminati, The Seven Day Theory. 
the latter album was released under the alias Machiavelli, thus making DMX the first rapper to release two number one albums by the same name and under the same year. Let me tell y'all something. What? These two albums, and I, I want to review them separately. I don't want to review them together because they, they just don't hold that kind of weight. Bruh. Bruh. The Rough Rider movement. Oh my gosh. First of all, let's be clear. Earl is a Baltimore native. Stop the fuck shit, okay? DMX is from Baltimore. Um, he, of course, he took the moniker on of being from New York and, and it kind of changed the whole situation. Like he was from Yonkers. I love the fact that um, when they did a cipher, I think it was 2016, 2017, when they did a BET cipher and Everybody had, like, where they were from. Like, Eve was from Philly and, you know, like, the locks was from, you know, New York and all that good stuff. They actually officially said what we've all known, that DMX is from Baltimore, which I am very happy about. Um, so, 1998, bruh, again, still working at Burger King at the time. I know I keep picking out these, I feel like I keep picking out all of these high school ones, like, I'm just, you know, um... In high school, but I was, ooh, it was fresh and fly. Some, uh, we had, yo, that year we got some butters. Um, and mind you, this was a few days before Christmas. So we still had the PlayStation 1. Okay. One. Okay. One. Y'all kids don't know nothing about that. Okay. When we wasn't playing online with nobody. <laughs> like whatever game like CDs were out and it was a DVD disc disc rated situation we weren't playing with nobody I remember playing this shit in the CD player with the boom box that was next to the table that my stepmother set up and there was a, a small TV next to the table and a Playstation was next to it and we played Gran Turismo to this like, and that's so different. Like, yo, like right now, I can go upstairs, put Spotify on, and play my game with Spotify. Like, that was the first way of doing it. You sat next to your shit. You may have turned down the music, and you was just driving and doing all the stuff to whatever album you was playing at the time. Um, love that. I also want to say that this is one of the reasons that I missed the 90s. And I think that the pandemic um, could have been good about that. Which is another question before I go back into all of this too. Is it over? Because I'm confused. Can somebody let me know? Because I'm confused. I'm confused shit. I don't understand whether or not shit is over or not. I think, I don't, I think we then got the protest fucked up. <laughs> and we just think that we can just all be outside and shit. I don't know. Is the shit over? Somebody let me know. Cause last time I checked, we over a hundred thousand in, in, in deaths. So y'all let me the fuck know. Anyway, um, the, uh, 1998 was just such a, just a pivotal, pivotal year. We were very close to the, um, to the end of, to, um, you know, of a whole century. Um, and we we were getting down to the end, and it just 
God, it just it just meant so much. It was so great. I mean, music from the Rough Rider camp at the time was coming out, and I feel like I was going to talk about something else, but that that portion just made me forget what it was. No, anyway, um, so this album right here, um, I I would be honest with you. I don't know what else to say about this album. I mean, it was a little sacrilegious and, and um, a lot kind of going on there with the the blood and the tub and all of that. Uh, but that's fine. Neither here nor there. But when I tell y'all, this is one of those albums. That's what I was going to say. Sorry, it just made, it just dawned on me. Um, the consumption of music is completely different. So this is one of those albums that that consumption of music is completely different. I just had a, a thought about that. With it being 1998 and us not having all of the technology that we have right now, this was an album that you had to listen to. You had to be like, yo, this is what I got. This is what I'm bumping. You could, I think we bumped this for at least two years. You know, I want to say that it, we definitely bumped this album from his debut album to this album from then until like 2000, 2001, you know, just not that there wasn't more music, but like it, it took a minute, you know, for you to get music. And I think um, that with the pandemic and everything, I think that we're getting a chance to consume music in a different way. I think we're getting that chance to say, okay, let's, let's breathe a little bit. Let's, listen to some shit that we haven't listened to let's you know focus our energy in a different direction however this album right here this album right here my nigga held up this album right here bruh is a whole certified classic there is not one song on this bitch that I skipped the only reason I skipped them was to to refresh my memory but there was not one song on this bitch that I wasn't like oh shit I remember this even down to the first fucking shit I ain't even skipped the interlude how you like that but you got the songs like my nigga uh my nigga excuse me bring uh bring your whole crew the Pac-Man skit ain't no way mm. we don't give a fuck <laughs> Keep your shit the hardest. Yes. Why keep your shit the hardest? That was my shit. Um, coming, coming from which had Mary J. Blige on it. Um, it's all good. The Omen, and I like that because again, DMX. <laughs> y'all niggas are sleeping on D. DMX was one of the first people. Now that I really look at it, that had to do not not one of the first. No, I take that back. But definitely one of the main people that had um, that duality of of the different characters. Because I know Buster did too at one point. But it was something that was like you could you could hear that playful back and forth where he was talking to Damien, which was his alter ego. Ego, sorry. Um, and that's just like, for instance, with your fave now, like Nicki Minaj, when she used to do it too. But I love, love when artists have that do. Matter of fact, Biggie did it once um, in Machine Gun Funk. 
Um, so, you know, check that out. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, those are those are the artists that I love. I love when artists do Eminem does it quite frequently. Um, yeah. I love when artists play with that duality of a whole nother character talking to them as an artist. That shit is awesome. Anyway, then you got slipping. I'm slipping. I'm falling. Can't get up. That's my shit. Um, then you got no love for me. Ain't no other niggas got love for me. Ain't no get Sorry, my bad. I'm I'm, I'm fanning out. Um, then you got dogs for life. Then you turn around with blackout featuring the locks and Jay Z. You had flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. You end off with heat, and then lastly you end with ready to meet him, which DMX stayed faithful to having a prayer in every, pretty much every album, if I'm not mistaken. Um, one of the things that I love about DMX, and I'm going to like kind of summarize this real quick in his story. Um, I love the fact that DMX was an artist that didn't believe that he deserved that type of love. And he has said that on numerous occasions where he was like, yo, like the time he was like, he had an asthma attack on the show because he hyperventilated and had that type of anxiety because he was like, why do I deserve this after everything that I've gone through? Um, Especially like with his mom, like that was a huge thing. I, I think that DMX will not not go down in history as being the most vulnerable, the most open, the most charismatic, the most realist MC that you know. Um, so first three albums, at least, I want to say in my eyes, platinum. The first two bangers like I can listen to from beginning to end. You don't have to skip a verse for me because... Those albums were banging. Now, let me tell you what the interesting thing about this album is. Rough Riders was, as as a team, was a whole thing. Like, god damn, yo. I ain't even, even know. Rough Riders and Def Jam, just as a whole thing, was a movement. And Def Jam was like, I was going to make my money any way possible. At the end of the album cover, they had Rough Riders was coming soon. Uh, Rough Riders compilation, Ride or Die, Volume One, which did come out after that. Then they had Def Jam 2000 coming soon. You had Foxy Brown, which was coming in January. I think that might have been Broken Silence, which we will touch that one as well. Um, Slick Rick, I don't think that ever came out on EPMD. I don't remember if the no, actually they did. Slick Rick and EPMD did come out, and they came out in that February of. 2000. I think they were, that was their last couple of albums. Um, and then they also talked about, so they also introduced you to, well, not introduced you to, but also had Method Man and Red Man, um, were already out. DJ Clue's album was already out and the Belly soundtrack was already out. Then on the other side, bruh, they also have all of the merchandise that you can get. You can get the DMX Flesh in My Flesh Blood. I remember I wanted this shit so bad. But clearly you can tell that I didn't get it because I still have the order form on the uh <laughs> on the album. So you have the um short sleeve album cover t-shirt. That shit went for eight oh eighteen. I'm gonna say that better not been seventy nine. No, that went for eighteen ninety nine. You had the dog tags that was uh, twelve ninety nine. 
You have the all red flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood t-shirt that just said it with the words only at $17.99. The Rough Riders bandana at $8.99. The Rough Riders long sleeve tee at $27.99. And the DMX short sleeve t-shirt is $17.99. And the, excuse me, Rough Riders videotape at $19.95. Um, I don't know what that videotape was about. But, and again, I don't, again, <laughs> why would I want any of this now? So the funny thing about it was I went to, some said go to roughriders.com just to see. The website is updated. The merchandise is very limited. You don't have as much merchandise uh, as you had here. But it also had, back in the day, see what we had to do, children. Okay. Before the internet was like a huge thing, we had these things <laughs> that were called uh, forms, okay? And you were right on the form. It says the quantity, what item you wanted, the size, the color, and the amount. Then you put your address on there. You put it in the mailbox with a thing they call a money order and you would send it off. And apparently you had to wait four to eight weeks for delivery. <laughs> so, um... You know, it was a time. 19, that was a, yo. That was a time. Oh man, god damn. I, I mean, I just. I, I, first of all, like I said, Def Jam was definitely doing it. They was like, "Fuck that!" In this album cover, y'all go. You can get the merchandise and find out who coming soon. Beyond that, but we definitely got some good classic music. Like if y'all continue to listen to this podcast, which I hope you do, um, we want we want to talk about it. I want to you know talk about it offline as well. So I mean, sorry, off of this particular platform as well. We can talk about it online. So let's keep the discussion going. Um, I just again love having an actual album, and this is going to be one that I'm going to bump like tomorrow. I'm going to go over this and definitely re-bump this album because this shit is worth it. Um, so, just as a reminder, uh, before I get up out of here, let's see. Um, I do want to redo the interview with Doc. Uh, that's on the YouTube page, so we did talk about that. So, just as a reminder, don't forget that you can find me. You can find me in the club. No, I'm sorry. No. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Thought about it when I said it. Sounded wrong. Um, <laughs> you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, Spotify, plus the YouTube page. All pretty much under the same names. Um, don't forget that we just had to kick that lyric. So figure out who that is at the beginning of the show. Um, and lastly, fear. False evidence appearing real. It is only really in my hold on. Wait a minute. Pause. Last thing. Real quick. This is not a ratchet and ridiculous situation. This is a... I'm going to have to fight Molly in the streets when I see her type situation. Insecure. I remember that at one point we did a whole block of Insecure. I think it was like season two. Um, And we talked about Insecure like every week. And I haven't talked about it recently. Uh, This show is fucking amazing and what made me think about it and stop is because I was watching something with Yvonne and she used the acronym um, fear false evidence appearing real and I'll go into my, my fear in a minute um, but when I tell you I love this show the show hits so close to home and so real to life 
I'm gonna tell y'all my main thought on Molly, and then I'm gonna get out of here. Molly, you in danger, girl. <laughs> so, what that means is you can't go to therapy and not and, and do the work and 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 not do the work. You can't leave, and and all my insecure fans will understand what that means. You can't go and not meet people halfway. Like, Molly wants this level of validation that throws me. Like, with her whole situation with Andrew, she's like, her whole situation with Andrew, she's like, oh, you can see I'm trying with her now when she accidentally texts Issa and shit. And I'm just getting into the meat and potatoes. It's just the, the end of the show. But I really, I really don't see it for Molly. You can't tell somebody, yo, I don't think that we should be friends anymore. I think who you are and who I am at this moment, it just don't work no more. And then expect for them to be like, well, what do you mean? Because that, that was the look that she gave. But when Issa said, okay, what else, what else do you want from that? Like, you expected for her to be like, nah, Molly, we all good. What's going on? Why would you say that? Da, da, da. Nah, everybody ain't going to kiss your ass, bitch. Like, it ain't going to happen. Sorry. I love Yvonne. <laughs> I can separate the character. I really, really can. Um, and then make sure y'all check out Yvonne's uh, special Mama We Made It because that shit is fucking hilarious. So Yvonne Orgy. Kudos to you. You are a Maryland DMV native. We love you out in these streets. You doing your thing. Um, you made me laugh at the Nigerian culture in a way that I have never laughed at it before. And it made me feel good. I love your mom and dad for how much they love you. I think that is awesome. Um, but Molly might catch these hands. Just saying. Anyway, lastly, fear. False evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind, y'all. Um, all of this is going on. A lot of stuff is happening. Um, we, a lot of uncertainty. Get it. This is a moment of fear. But it's also a moment to be triumph. I mean, to be triumphant in this moment. Um, let your voices be heard. Voting is going to be one way to do it. <laughs> the protest, because I want to call it a protest. Let's never call it a riot because it, that makes us look bad. Protest, peaceful, and hell, even non-peaceful protests are essential at this particular point. Also, let me back down this road before I get into my bag too deep. Uh, We also need to stay safe and figure out what's going on here with this pandemic because, you know, one topic can't overshadow the other. Like, all of these issues are right here. You know what I'm saying? So, we need to write it down, make it plain because all of these issues are here and they're not going away. You know what I'm saying? So, um, we're going to be good. But... I love y'all for real. I really do. Um, and I think I thank everybody for definitely tuning in. Um, once again, I'm your host, Young Smooth. And this has been Kicking It With Young Smooth. Aren't you glad that you listen? And don't you feel better about it? <laughs> I know you do. 
Alright, y'all. I'm out this month, though. You know what I'm saying? Peace.